You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I've had better days, but I'm not doing too bad. I'm alive and kicking. How are you doing? Doing well myself. You know, I had a little weird episode at work with kind of, I don't know if it was a stomach bug, food poison, or what. Um, But I'm feeling better today, so I'm ready to do some wrestling talk let's do it brother yes we had to go back a little old school for wrestling talk because uh well hockey kicked off this week on tnt and kicked dynamite off of wednesday night and then uh, we got to cover the uh, crown jewel preview so we're giving you crown jewel preview and aew rampage and dynamite which appeared back-to-back nights so are you ready yeah this is gonna be a long one let's get it done yes sir starting up with the wwe crown jewel preview First up on that match card, we have Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. Former teammates, now rivals, heading into the crown jewel. Yeah, I think we've both seen this one coming, dude. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just haven't been gelling lately, and, you know, Mustafa Ali is the quote-unquote bad guy, so it is what it is, and... Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's good for Mansoor, too, to actually get a... A fair match, you know what I mean, and and prove himself as a singles competitor. So yeah, it's, well, he's had a chance to prove himself as he's won quite a few times at the Crown Jewel um, event. Yeah, so he's actually had a chance to prove himself in his home country, but um, or his home territory, anyways. But uh, I'm a little disappointed that this that match hasn't really taken place in the United States, where Monster has a chance to be pushed more in front of. The WWE universe, where it's you know home based for us rather than home based for him where he's at, but still another great opportunity for Monster to prove himself and Mustafa Ali to once again be the undermined evil little turd that he can be at times. Definitely, man, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with this. Um, 
If I had to predict, I'd say Monsieur wins. Yeah, he'll have the. I think he'll have the crowd behind him in this one. So I, I think he'll have an opportunity and probably yeah, pull it off. The only way, uh, you know, Mustafa Ali wins is if he, you know, he cheats. Yeah. He's Which is a good possibility. So there's we'll, all, yeah, there's always that possibility. We'll see what happens with it. All right, next up we have the Raw Tag Team Champs, RK Bro taking on AJ Styles and Amos. They finally get their uh, rematch, yeah. Yeah, and it took a while to get this rematch um, underway. Uh, it's been interesting to see. Orton was out for a little bit, and uh, poor uh, <laughs> the Ultimate Bro was uh, happened to take on Styles and on his own there for a little bit and kind of getting demolished by almost in the process. Yeah. So it's uh, definitely good to see Orton and uh, Riddle back together, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this match. I still think the uh, tag champs will still walk out as champions. Oh, yeah, I think so too. All right. Next up, the uh, rematch from uh, SummerSlam, Edge and Rollins face off in Hell in a Cell. Well, not really a rematch. It's an actual Hell in a Cell match. So, this is going to be very interesting. Um, I think this is supposed to be the basically the end of the rivalry, hopefully. I think this will be the match of the night, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that is match of the night? Oh, yeah, why not? I could see that possibly being a possibility. Um, there's also another title. There's another title match on here that I, I kind of have a good feeling about, too. But, uh, yeah, I could see that happening. Both of them have the similar skill set and whatnot. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match. Um, you know, I would say it would probably be the match that ends the rivalry, but both of them have been drafted to Raw, so they'll still probably cross paths a few more times down the road. Yeah, this is. Uh, I think this is the beginning of a good rivalry is what really is. So mm-hmm. um, I can't wait to see this match. Uh, it's going to be a good one. All right, next up, we have Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley in a no-holds-barred match. Obviously, Goldberg's looking to get his retribution for his son after Bobby Lashley destroyed him at SummerSlam. Uh, So, basically, we had Lashley dropping the title to um, Big E, so that way Goldberg's not coming for a title. He's just coming for vengeance on Lashley. I kind of find this whole storyline crap, Yeah, and it's been crap. I mean, I get it. They're trying to get pop and and everything for the crown jewel to make sure they get big enough names and all that, having Goldberg back. But this storyline has been garbage, to say the least. I agree. Um, I don't think it's very good at all. And I think, uh, you know, we've already seen this, this before with somebody, uh, you know, attacking Goldberg and his son. and mm-hmm. He wants to have his son be a part of everything he's doing. And it's just like, it's redundant. And uh, I think they're just running out of shit for for Goldberg to do. And uh, if he really even had that knee injury, which you and I both talked about, it looked pretty fake. If it was as legitimate so, as they were trying to make it out to be, he would not be facing Bobby Lashley in a no-holds-barred match on this short of time. Yeah. So. so your knee's not that fucked up. Any more than it probably already was because of how fucked up his knees were already in his career. Yeah. But I'm just saying, there's not more structural damage because if there was more structural damage, he would not be com- cleared to compete in an old-barred match at a pay-per-view despite how much money he would get and WWE plans on getting for the pay-per-view. Yeah. 
I just think this, this is stupid. Um, it's going to be a slaughter, dude. Um, unless Goldberg squashes it quick, Bobby Lashley is going to take him to Chinatown and whip his ass. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if Lashley squashes Goldberg, to be honest. Yeah. To prove a point. Yeah. But anyways, so I digress. And then we have next up the women's SmackDown champion Becky Lynch will take on Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in a triple threat match. Basically cementing his crown jewel as the true Extreme Rules pay-per-view. <laughs> right? Yeah, this is, it's like, what the? Because we got Hell in a Cell, no holds barred, and then a triple threat match where anything can happen because you can't get it disqualified. <laughs> yeah. What or is, count it out. What is it with, with? You know, when they go to other countries, they they give them shows like that, and then we get the. Uh, I can understand it though, because you're trying to get a draw. Well, yeah, but still, it's like. But you basically made the crown jewel of the actual unextreme rules pay per view. Yeah. And you gave us technically two matches because of the triple threat match we had to deal with Alan. But it wasn't even really that <clears throat> extreme either, and I thought it would be, you know. Yeah, and then of course the extreme rules match between Universal Champion Roman Reigns and. The demon, Finn Balor, ended up really not being as extreme as it should have been to me, honestly. But I digress. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about those triple threat match between Be- uh, Becky, Bianca, and Sasha. Yeah, this is going to be a good match. I think that, uh, you know, Sasha and Becky better look out because Bianca is on a warpath and she wants her title back. And uh, if... This will either solidify Becky Lynch as the women's champion or Bianca will regain her title. I don't think Sasha is right now anywhere in their league. Yeah. Hate to say that. Sasha Banks in her own right is is a phenomenal wrestler, but she's just... You know, it, it's come and go with her. And I know she's been dealing with a lot of injuries and things going on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see what happens with it. It's, it's, it's going to be nice to see her back yeah. since WrestleMania. But, you know. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I have a feeling, though, that Bianca is actually probably going to win this one. Due to the fact that we already know that Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks are going back over to Raw. But then again... Um, Either one of them could win, and then they could do a weird title exchange like they did last year with the tag titles. So Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the match. I know it's going to be a good one, that's for sure. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, I honestly think that, that Salsa Banks is not going to be, you know, she's not going to be ready for this match. True. So. Yeah. Um, and obviously, she came back, when she came back, she's been wearing um, that, um, Shoulder tape the whole time on her shoulder. Um, that's helped to steady her, um, steady her joints and stuff. And that just kind of makes me worry about whether or not she's even actually 100% healthy or healthy enough to even compete in this match. Yeah. All right, next up, WWE Champion Big E taking on Drew McIntyre. This is the match I think could actually be the match of the night. You are correct, sir. This is going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Drew McIntyre, when he's on a title hunt, you better watch out. Big E, he, he might uh, end up dropping the title to him. Well, that'll be interesting to see because then if he drops the title to McIntyre, we might see then Reigns drop the title to Lesnar and then t- Lesnar go over to Raw. 
Because then, because McIntyre's going over to SmackDown because of the draft. Then we have Survivor Series coming up, and it'd be the rematch of a lifetime. All right. <laughs> champion versus champion of McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. Because, you know, you know, uh, uh, McIntyre beat him for the title, so... Yeah. The only thing I'm going to be having a bit of a problem, though, with that is, of course, if Lesnar ends up being champion, there goes your title for, until Survivor Series for one. Oh, they're talking about till like, Royal Rumble. Right, because then he's yeah. not even putting the title on the line at Survivor Series. Yeah. So it's not even a, a title match, really. Yeah. And then you won't actually have the match, like you said, until the Royal Rumble. So it's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this. Um, it's pretty stupid because you know he's got Paul Heyman in his back pocket, and you know for a fact that they're just kind of putting Roman to the wayside, and they're gonna bring him back. And they do it every time Brock Lesnar comes back, he gets the title right off the bat, and it's just like every dude. Yeah, and especially now that it's. Pretty much been confirmed that um, The Rock isn't going to be showing up for this WrestleMania. They're going to push it off to try to get him back for the WrestleMania in Los Angeles. Then they're going to basically, it sounds like they're going to keep this Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns storyline going through WrestleMania, which probably means, but we're not even supposed to be talking about it yet, but um, Lesnar probably. Hey man, this is a podcast. We can talk about whatever the hell we well, want. Well, I'm just saying we're not because we're not at that match yet. We're supposed yeah. to be talking about Big E versus McIntyre. Hey right man, now. we weren't at the <laughs> match yet in Extreme Rules. We already knew freaking uh, Roman was gonna win that one. So. But we waited till we talked about the match to really kind of really get into it more. But anyway, so um, but yeah, I really think though, but we got two Brahma Bulls basically going at each other in this one. I'm loving it, Big E versus McIntyre. Uh, like you said, McIntyre is when he's on a championship hunt, he is there and gives you a hell of a match. That's why I think Big E versus McIntyre is going to be one hell of a match. But I just hate to see see him drop Big E from a title already, though. That's the only thing I'm going to hate. It's, that's too quick for a turnaround after he just got it. Yeah, true. But then again, they did that to to um, to Kofi. So we'll see that, see what happens with it. They did, but Kofi but did it, last a little bit longer. at least... At least, you know, if he does lose it, at least he loses it to somebody worth losing it to. And not only that, but you know you're going to get a good match out of it. Yes, sir. All right, so speaking of that Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns taking on Brock Lesnar. And, uh, yeah, this one, like we said, we can probably see Lesnar walking out as Universal Champion. And if he does, more than likely he will scamper over to Raw for a little bit to kind of hide away until then he'll probably come, either he'll come back somehow over to SmackDown or basically what he'll do is, because he'll be a free agent still, or they'll have Roman win the um, Royal Rumble and then he'll just run over to Raw and then and yeah. challenge him for... And I think that right now, that if Brock Lesnar did come back, well... He is coming back, but if he did take the title, Roman's probably going to take some time off for a little bit. Probably. Because Roman has been the workhorse of this whole pandemic, dude. He's been, you know, putting out matches, five-star matches, mm -hmm. and just, you know, being a beast. So, yeah. I mean, for the man to take some time off and maybe relax a little bit, 
wouldn't be bad for him either. So. No, that's true. And I think probably taking a little bit of time off coming back in time as they get ready to kick off the road to WrestleMania, starting with, of course, the Royal Rumble. All that, and then flu seasons around. And... Yeah, because we know he's still got immune issues because of the fact that he has had leukemia. Yeah. So his immune system's still probably not where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably him taking some time off would be beneficial for him. But it's just gonna suck because if you're a raw competitor and your championship just went to SmackDown and your mm-hmm. other and the title that would be coming to you is now gone. Yep. Because we all know Lesnar will be gone. I and I think that's full on bullshit too. Yeah. That prize fighter bullshit. I cannot stand it. This isn't boxing. This isn't, you know, UFC. It's freaking wrestling. The champion needs to be on the show every night. Yep. Or at least make an appearance, you know what I mean? Yeah, at least make make it look like that somebody has a chance to freaking challenge you at some point um, rather than basically never. All right, so that does it for our WWE portion of this episode of Wrestling Talk. Let's move on to our AEW. Let's do it, brother, because there's some good matches on Rampage. Yes, sir. So starting off with uh, Rampage on AEW, Tay Conti with Anna Jay taking on Santana Garrett. Mm-hmm. Santana used two deep arm drags to take Tay down, but Tay would block a third attempt. Conti then re- uh, rolled around with a waist lock and then an ankle lock. Almost a variation of a calf slicer, said Excalibur. Tay kicked Santana in the face for a near fall. Santana rocked Tay with a forearm and followed that up with a back elbow in the corner. Santana kicked Tay in the sternum but then ate a pump kick from Tay. Tay nailed Santana with four running pump pump kicks. Pumpkins. I don't know how I said that. (laughs) She then pinned Santana after a DD Tay. Cooper. Cooper, your thoughts. It sounds like a good match, dude. Uh, you know, I mean, that's one thing I love about AEW is no matter what match of the night you, you start with or end with, they go all out with it, man. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, not a tag match. Right? <laughs> then there's that. Which is a little weird, honestly. But then again, it's Rampage, not Dynamite, so. You're, you're correct on that one, sir. I give you that. Yeah. All right, next up, we had Bobby Fish taking on Lee Moriarty. We had Lee... Tri- Oops, hang on, went too far. Boop, 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 back up, back up, back up. Okay, okay. Lee tripped up Bobby Fish and went for work on Fish's elbow. He hit Fish with a crossbody for a near fall. Bobby Fish used a sliding lariat for a one count on Lee. There were dueling chants in the arena. Bobby knocked the wind out of Lee with a senton. Fish hit a snap suplex for another near fall. Fish applied a key lock on Lee. They traded strikes, and then Lee went back to attacking Fish's elbow. Lee busted out a jumping stomp on his arson- from his arsenal onto Bobby Fish. Uh, Lee connected with body shots, but then Fish fired back with a big-time roundhouse and a backdrop suplex for a two-count on Lee. Bobby Fish wrecked Lee with an exploder suplex into the ropes, and Lee f- uh, Fish finished off Lee with a knockout shot roundhouse kick and pinned Lee. Man, Bobby Fish, man. It's it's. Weird to see him and Adam Cole, yeah, in uh, in you know AEW, but it's pretty cool, dude, because you know you're getting to see them guys that were never called up to the main roster for whatever fucking reason. Now they're now they're on AEW where they're getting a chance to actually shine. 
Right. And that's one thing I love about it. And Bobby Fish is a technician wrestler. Right. He's freaking awesome, dude. And, and martial arts, whoo. So, yeah, it's good to see him on there. Yeah, I was really surprised that Adam Cole never got a call-up. Um, I don't, Unfortunately, I never saw enough of Bobby Fish, and I don't know about him. Unlike you do, you know very well about him. But uh, I, I was surprised that Cole never came up. Um, and it never sounded like he had the same mindset like Tomasa Champa has. Champa never wants to go up for whatever reason. He's actually I, I stated. Have, I have no clue why. Yeah, I've never understood that. Maybe but Big Fish and Little Pond Syndrome? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, but uh, you know, it is it is what it is. Some people like where they're at, and some people don't <clears> want to go to. And Yeah. And, I mean, <clears throat> he's had some, he, to most champions, had some good uh, rivalries with, with um, Johnny Gargano. And, Gargano, and yeah. so, yeah, man. It was sure weird seeing them as, as – um, tag partners for the longest time and then uh, they did have that great match between the two of them in the uh, cruiserweight title oh yeah um, tournament and then uh you know that's how gargano actually got um the opportunity to yeah stay. It, it's funny because i was like i almost drew a blank because i wanted to say johnny wrestling <laughs> <laughs> right i was like wait a minute uh johnny gargano yeah right but uh so uh, yeah, it's it it's so it's kind of like you said it's nice to see though that uh, fish and uh, it, Cole it just makes you wonder the... too how many other wrestlers from NXT or WWE you know the main roster are gonna be like you know what if you're not gonna give me a fair shot on the roster you're not gonna give me a fair push I'm going elsewhere yeah we could see I mean, that I mean this is what they need to do they need to. Keep. I was reading an article, and uh, so who was it that said it? Somebody said something about they need to keep hiring ex WWE superstars because if they do that, then they will have a better chance at at uh, competing with the WWE and maybe putting them to rest. Yeah, that's so. definitely a possibility. I can see that happening. All right, so let's go ahead and continue on with the match card from Dynamite. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. It's go, okay. We got all on another tangent <laughs> about Bobby Fish and right. just them bringing other superstars in, which is pretty cool. Yes, sir. All right, next up, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, taking on uh, Minoru Suzuki. There was a, stand, a stare down between the two pro, uh, pro wrestlers before the match began. They tied up, and Suzuki brought Danielson to his knees. The dragon popped up and began working the joints of Suzuki. This is wrestling, chanted the fans. Danielson went for the rolling knee bar, and Suzuki immediately went for the ropes, showing great ring awareness. Danielson was able to kick, uh, kick, oh, Danielson kicked to the outside of Suzuki's thigh, and Suzuki smiled and invited Danielson to do it again. Suzuki got his, got to his feet, and he and Danielson traded chops and kicks and forearms. Danielson used the hammer and anvil strikes to Suzuki. The action spilled to the outside of the ring, where Suzuki clobbered Danielson with a straight punch to the head. Suzuki encouraged Danielson to kick him, so Danielson obliged. Mm-hmm. Brian applied the cattle mutilation, but Suzuki rolled with it. Danielson transitioned to a pinning position, but Suzuki escaped. Brian went to back onto the offense with kicks to Suzuki in the corner. Suzuki whipped Brian out of the corner and waffled him with a kick. Uh, Suzuki almost locked in an armbar, but Danielson got to the rope for uh, with his foot before Suzuki could fully sit uh, sit out with it. Uh, Suzuki turned his attention to the referee and walked right back into a label lock from Brian. 
Uh, Suzuki rolled to the ropes for the ring break, though. This is awesome, clapped the fans in unison. There was an epic exchange of forearms. Suzuki transitioned to the sleeper, but Brian, uh, Brian rolled out. Uh, Suzuki attempted a gotch-style suplex, but Brian escaped and caught Suzuki with a, a Busaku knee strike, I'm guessing. A knee strike. Yeah, let's a call it. A fancy word for knee strike. Yeah, fancy knee strike and pin, uh, and pin Suzuki. Uh, yeah, man, uh, this is crazy, dude. Like, like I was saying, man, you know, giving ex WWE superstars a chance to to shine. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brian Danielson, big, big uh, example there. Suzuki, I mean, Suzuki's from New Japan, so yeah. I mean, this this is the match that everybody, I'm sure has been wanting to see for a while and it, it lived up to the hype and if we keep going and they keep working with these promotions dude sky's your limit yes sir all right next up we had cm punk taking on matt seidel former wwe yes. superstars been both of them uh if you don't know seidel was evan born in wwe Yes, and Evan Bourne never really got a fair shot either, I don't think. No, he definitely should have been. I can understand. Maybe I wouldn't have given him a big push with a major title. But, like, yeah. Intercontinental, United States, easily. Oh, easily. All day, mid-card champion. All day. Maybe you could have gave him, like, a lucky run. One lucky run, it's champ. Why not, right? Right. I mean, they did it for Ray with a world heavyweight title. Hey man, don't be talking about. I'm Ray not Ray. saying anything bad about don't Ray. Don't be saying nothing about the six I'm not. Nine, I'm not baby. saying anything Come bad, on, but now. no. Did anybody really honestly expect them to give Ray that title? No, but did you see what he did in the, uh, what he did in the he, Royal Rumble? He, he earned, earned that. that. I know he earned that shit. But I'm just saying, <laughs> no one would have th- ever thought Ray was going to be world heavyweight champion. No one ever thought he would have done what he did at the Royal Rumble. I remember watching that. I, I watched it. Yes, yeah, sir. It was it was crazy. Dude. I'm just saying, like, though. I'm just saying, you they could have done a lot better for Seidel. Yeah, they because could've. he was also very entertaining and a high flyer. You know what the- I don't like anymore? I'm just going to be honest with this. They give they they switch up the. Uh, they try and give people too many freaking, um, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to spit. Oh, what is it? Like, when there's a record, nowadays people are breaking it way too quick, dude. And it's like, dude, no. Like, like I am so glad they've kept, like, now, I, now I know this might ruffle some feathers, but I'm so glad they have kept Ric Flair's 16 time. That it's only been tied, not it's broken. It's only been tied, not broken. Yeah. Um, depending on who you ask, they might not like that because of the fact that he's not in good terms with WWE right now. Yeah. But at the same time, I I have to agree with that because it, if it was going to be done, they needed it to be done by... In this case, Cena, who has tied him, they yeah. needed that to be done before Cena really went through Hollywood phase that he's gone through right now. Oh yeah, it needed to happen. He's before nowhere that. near in shape nowadays. He's nowhere near in the wrestling shape that he needs yeah. to be in, or competing enough to do it 
So I can see your point now. But I'm just saying, like, like I was thinking about that because you think about Rey Mysterio and that how long he stayed in the Royal Rumble, and I think they broke the they broke it now, that record. If I remember correctly, they broke it. I don't remember who it was that broke it, but it was somebody that broke it in the WWE, and I just I think it's crap. I mean, it did last quite a while though. It did, but I I, I just think that they're. They're giving people way too many, like like this whole thing with Charlotte and her getting so many freaking titles. I'm like, yeah, no one's even talking about the fact that she completely obliterated Trish Stratus' title title record. Yeah, and now is on pace to catch her father at some point down the road. Yeah, if that's even uh, in the uh, plans for WWE now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, so let's get back over here <laughs> with the uh, AEW talk. So Punk used the uh, side headlock to take over on Seidel. Uh, Seidel would grab Punk's arm with an inside wrist lock, following it up with an arm drag. Seidel used a crucifix pin, a crucifix pin for a near fall on Punk. Seidel had a bow and arrow stretch on Punk, but Punk popped out and body slammed Seidel. Punk tried for another body slam, but Seidel would counter that with an arm drag. Seidel turned Punk inside out with a flying mare. Um, Seidel had Punk in a neck crank while tearing at Punk's knee. Uh, Seidel was looking for a uh, lightning spiral, but counter, uh, Punk countered with a drop kick. Seidel charged in with a sliding knee strike on Punk. Punk body slammed Seidel in the ring apron. Punk came out, uh, came over the top with a rolling senton. Uh, let's see here. Punk hood hooked Seidel in the corner with a, a tree of woe. Punk ran into the corner, but Seidel sat up, dodging Punk. Uh, both men climbed to the second turnbuckles and knocked each other down to the arena floor. Seidel clocked Punk with a jumping knee. Seidel was looking for a lightning spiral again, but Punk countered that with a neck breaker. Uh, Punk uh, used a rising knee strike and then a short arm lariat on Seidel. Seidel ducked a Pepsi twist from Punk and hit a lightning spiral finally. Punk barely kicked out in time. Seidel was searching for a shooting star press, but Punk sensed it. Punk caught Seidel with a GTS and pinned him, and Punk and Seidel would hug after the match a sign of mutual respect. I love it, man. It's freaking awesome. It, it was a very, you know, these two men are very underrated in wrestling. I mean, Matt Seidel is just, he he's, you and I said it when we seen him a couple of years ago at the River City Wrestling Con that, dude, he's still got it and he's freaking good as hell. What the, like, why isn't he with somebody, you know, like Impact or somebody? Right. You know, I mean, it, it's nice to see him him flourishing and, and to be able to get a good match like that with Punk mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and then be able to put each other over because no matter who won that match, it didn't matter because, you know, when you have a good match like that and you both shake the, your hands, you know, shake Jump. hands at the end, it shows respect yeah. and, and, and a good match, dude. Definitely. So that, that's freaking awesome. It was a great match and... Uh, you know, uh, hopefully, like I said, like I was saying, hopefully Seidel still gets a chance to prove himself with AEW a little bit more. Yeah. Gets uh, a title shot in some form. Uh, you know, TNT champion would be cool. Yeah. A little run with TNT champ would be fun. I think him and um, Sammy would actually have a great match for the TNT oh, hell title. yeah, they would, dude. That would be an amazing match just because they're both high flyers and stuff like that. It would be an epic, fun match, and um, hopefully we'll see something like that happening soon. All right, the runaway Ruby Soho took on the bunny. 
Ruby backed the bunny up and the bunny shoved back. Uh, Ruby kicked the bunny in the midsection and followed that up with two deep uh, arm drags. Ruby blasted the bunny with a knee. The bunny charged back, though, knocking Ruby for a loop with a knee as well, or herself. Ruby tripped up the bunny. Ruby climbed to the top rope, but the bunny would pull her down, uh, with Ruby hitting her head on the way down. Oh, that's never good. Uh, the bunny would follow that up with a sliding lariat. Uh, Ruby fired back, though, with running kicks to the bunny's head. She followed that up with a bo uh, backdrop suplex. The bunny, though, would rally back with German suplexes to Soho off the top rope. Uh, German suplexes to Soho off the top rope. Uh, bunny then tried to pin Ruby, but Ruby would kick out. Ruby caught the bunny with a backslide and pinned her. Penelope Ford ran out and attacked Ruby Soho from behind. The bunny held up Ruby, and Penelope Ford dropped Ruby after punching her with brass knucks. It's so irritating. You get the win, and you still get beat up at the end of it. It's like, right? this is AEW fashion, dude. They, they do this crap every time, and it's like, what is going on here, guys? You guys need, they need, like, bodyguards around the refs or something. Evidently. They at least keep, keep some type of, you know, <laughs> some type of order, man. There's so much chaos. It's like the wild, wild west of wrestling is freaking like, at times you're just like, yeah, and then other times you're just like, it's a little much. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a wee bit much. Yeah, like, like I thought it was cool, the tag team thing there for a while. I was like, cool, they're giving the tag team a good push. You know, we don't really get to see that. Then it's like, tag team match, singles match, tag team match, singles match, tag team match, tag team match. It's like, good lord, dude. Yeah, slow I'm, it down, guys. Or then just an all-out brawl with everybody on the roster. It seems like yeah. out of nowhere, you're just like, "What the hell just happened?" Like this person came out, then somebody comes out that has nothing to do with their storyline, and they start brawling with somebody else. You're like, "What the hell?" And at some point, at some point down the road, you're just gonna see Moxley come out and start kicking everyone's ass. Yeah, <laughs> just because he can. Exactly. That's what makes it fun, I guess. But. uh all right, man, we are ready for the main event, a trios match. The Inner Circle's Demo God, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, TNT Champion, the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara, taking on the men of the year, all ego, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky, and making his pro wrestling debut, former UFC champ, Junior Dos Santos, with the American top teams, Dan Lambert, and the bodyguard, Jorge Masvidal. Are you ready, sir? Let's get it, brother. So, Austin Vanderford, Paige uh, Van Zant, and Dalton Rosta were watching from the front row. Sky ran Sammy with an elbow strike. Uh, Sammy would connect with a back elbow, elbow, though. Sammy also backflipped over Sky and hit Sky with a nice drop kick. Jericho would tag in, and then Junior Dos Santos tagged in. JDS bludgeoned Jericho with body shots. J uh, JDS dropped hammer fists on Jericho. Hager was managing to tag in, but Dos Santos drove him back. Hager picked up JD, uh, JDS and used a hammer fist of his own. JDS and Hager were seeing stars after a knee to the face. Or had Hager seen stars with a knee to the face. Sorry, I read that too fast. On the outside, Jericho got hit in the face. But got oh, He got in the face of Jorge Masvidal. While Jericho was distracted, though, Ethan Page attacked Jericho from behind. Back in the ring, Junior Dos Santos power slammed Jericho. Sammy tagged in with a springboard cutter and then a Spanish fly to... Uh, Sky for a near fall. Jericho took down Sky with a double sledge and then a line salt for a near fall. JDS dropped Jake Hager with a knee strike. Hager picked up JDS and drove him through the timekeeper table. 
Sky and Jericho traded forearms in the center of the ring. Sky attempted the TKO, but Jericho countered with the walls of Jericho. Paige Vincent distracted ref Ruby Edwards while Jorge Masvidal hit the running knee on Jericho. Ethan Page wasted no time and pinned the stunned Jericho. American top team jumped in the ring and began to beat down of Jericho until Santana and Ortiz sprinted to the ring, coming to the aid of Jericho in the inner circle. What did I just say? They need more freaking authority figures around there or something. Dude. Well, obviously, because you had the American top team sitting front row, and then they all distracted everybody, and all hell broke loose prior to that, and then you just had to have... Santana and Ortiz just come to save Jericho's ass. I, I love you, AEW, but this has got to stop just a wee bit. This is just... It's too crazy. There's too much. Like I said, it's a bit much. <laughs> a bit much. A bit yes. much. All right, sir, are you ready for Saturday Night Dynamite? Let's get it, brother. Saturday Night Dynamite. Actually sounds more fun than Wednesday Night Dynamite, to be honest. Saturday Night Dynamite. All right, here we go. First up, to start us off, we had Dante Martin taking on Malachi Black. Dante, Dante Martin was also with Leo Rush. Ooh. Yes. Leo Rush is all elite. Yes, sir. They began with a beautiful chain wrestling sequence. Dante launched off the bottom rope with a shotgun dropkick to Black. Malachi, though, would connect with a stiff back elbow to Dante. Dante attempted a springboard, but Malachi Black countered with a powerbomb. Black applied a single leg crab, but Dante managed to crawl to the bottom rope to force the ref break. Dante went for a pump kick, but Black countered with a heel trip. Black locked in on a knee bar, but Dante fought out with a few kicks to Black's face. Dante surprised Black with a reverse hurricanrana. Dante tried a double jump moonsault, but Black moved out of the way and Dante landed on his feet. Dante rocked Black with a kick to the back of Black's head. Black fired back with a meteora, a high roundhouse kick, and then a junior suplex for a near fall on Dante Martin. This is awesome chance from the fans began to rain down. Malachi Black uh, pulled up on Dante or pulled Dante up on the turnbuckles, perhaps looking for a suplex or a superplex, sorry. But Dante then countered with a super hurricanrana off the top rope. Dante tweaked his knee on the landing. Dante jumped off the top rope, but he paid the price as Malachi Black connected with a back heel kick. It was more than enough for Black to pin Dante. After the match, as Malachi Black was walking to the back, he turned and nodded at Dante Martin. So he got a little bit of respect from old Malachi Black. And Malachi Black's been pretty evil and dirty mm-hmm. uh, since he joined AEW. So uh, to get that man's respect, that's that's pretty good, dude. Especially because it seems like ever since he's shown up, he has no respect for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> including Cody Rhodes, as we all yeah. know. He's like a dark, like, witchcraft, Viking-looking dude now. It's freaking awesome. I love this darkness he's got going on. I just love that he's getting the proper utilization that he should have had at WWE. But yeah, I'm not going off on another tangent. Yeah, <laughs> we're he, just, 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 on, just, just stop. Just a little bit. This show's already going to run long. Let's not kill it. All right, fine. <laughs> Fine, you're no fun. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's keep it going. Killjoy, let's go. Let's keep it going here. We all, How about I'll let that, you rant after that, a, that's a, a squash that's match? big man's freaking, you know, finisher called Killjoy. <laughs> Bite me, Snoopy. <laughs> I'll let you go off after the... Uh, how about I let you go off after we do the squash match with Moxley? Sounds good. Okay. 
All right, next up, we had a AAA tag team title match. AAA and AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Bros, Pente El Zero Media and Ray Phoenix, with Alex Abrahantes, took on Andrade El Idilos, mass team La Super Rañas. Super Rania number one tried to take off the mask of Ray Phoenix, but Phoenix rolled him up. The Lucha Bros tried to remove the mask off of La Super uh, Rañas. The mask would come off, and the Las Super Rañas were revealed to be Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler, FTR. <laughs> Ray Phoenix jumped off his brother's shoulders with a drop kick to both members of FTR. Penta then rocketed off the top rope and crashed down on FTR. A top con hero in a huge plancha from Lucha Bros took FTR to the outside of the ring. Ray Phoenix blasted Dax in the uh, Dax the axe with a kick to the face. Tully Blanchard, though, would run out and distract ref Aubrey Edwards. It was enough time for FTR to use one of the AAA Tag Team Championship belts against Ray Phoenix. And then FTR pinned Phoenix and became the new AAA Tag Team Champions. What did I just say? I, what is going on with Aubrey? Why is she so easily distracted? <laughs> I, I don't get it, dude. Uh, but did you see that... Uh... That one video where she actually uh, stone cold stunned somebody. Yeah. That freaking was awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I think she's she might just be more distracted with what's going on around her. Plus, I mean, she's she's only one person, so you know you can't really control everything going on around you. That's why I said they need like enforcers out there or something, dude. It just seems like she's the one that's easily distracted, though, of all the referees. Yeah. They need to stop doing that to her. Yeah, they need to show her more respect. Yes. They need to do. All right. Let's get this uh, quick squash and then whatever rant you need to go on. <laughs> you can go on because it's an easy quick squash. John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta with freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Moxley wasted no time nailing Yuta with a vicious lariat. Moxley was laying right in on, uh, was laying in the right hands. Moxley went right for the paradigm shift and then pinned Wheeler Yuta, Orange Cassidy entered the ring and looked uh, and looked uh, on with concern for Wheeler Yula, uh, Yuta, sorry, who was seeing stars after the paradigm shift. So they're just watch match. Take your anger out because you're about to go really angry here in a second, anyways. I'm sure I will. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, John Moxley, John Moxley, he needs to be in the title hunt. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm getting out of you. That's it. That's all you're getting. Okay, then. Unless you want to go back to Malco Black. Nope. <laughs> Here we go. Dark Order, Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver taking on your favorite new group. Oh, shut up. The already. Super Click. <laughs> Are they still going by that? Yes. Oh. Adam Cole, hashtag baby, and the Young Bucks. With Brandon Cutler and Don Callis. Guarantee there's some interference in this match. Yeah, somewhere there's some interference. The super click hit Dark Order from behind before the bell even rang. They isolated John Silver on the ramp and they were looking for an assisted powerbomb, but Silver reversed it with a Rana. Back in the ring, Dark Order used a combination offense on the super click. John Silver caught Nick Jackson with an uppercut beneath the chin. Nice. John Silver would jump off the apron with a cannonball to Adam Cole. Alex Reynolds tried for a uh, topa suicida, but Cole would super kick him. 
The Young Bucks worked over John Silver, sending him into the waiting boot of Adam Cole. Cole isolated Silver and dropped him on the, uh, with a neckbreaker. After Nick Jackson's sneaker was yanked off, Evil Una pulled out the sock and used the, uh, used the mandible claw on Nick Jackson. Oh. <laughs> His own sock, too. Gross. Oh, the, the Dark Order followed that up with an amazing offensive sequence on Adam Cole. Reynolds and Cole exchanged pump kicks in the ring. Reynolds popped Cole with an elevated knee strike, but then the Bucks hit super kicks on Reynolds. Cole would follow that up with a pa- uh, Panama City Sunrise. The super quick, uh, super click waffled Reynolds with a triple BTE trigger, and Cole finished off Reynolds with a running knee and then pinned Reynolds. Jungle Boy would run out to the ring, and the super click retreated. Jungle Boy hit a home run on uh, Brandon Cutler with a steel chair. The super click left Cutler in the ring. Footage was shown. Uh, um, this was another part of actually after that. Footage was then later shown that Arn Anderson dropping off Cody Rhodes to the Rhodes Wrestling Academy. Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, and others tried to knock Cody back to harsh reality and put his focus back on the ring. Malachi Black has what's coming to him, Arn said to Cody. Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah. But hey, at least they didn't they didn't lose or win that one via some sort of freaking you know distraction or cheating. So I mean, I guess it worked, right? I guess, but yeah. you know, we know how much you love your new faction. Shut the hell up with your bullshit! Come on, that Too super sweet. click stuff is Too dumb. Sweet. You know, Too you sweet. know that dude. They're doing that shit on purpose. I mean, I the fact they even say too sweet, dude. That's freaking NWO. It's all part of the click. But I guess you know the NWO, the click. It's all kind of one of the same. Exactly. Next up, we have Kira Hogan taking on the super bad girl, <laughs> Penelope Ford, <laughs> with oh, a bunny. <laughs> super bad girl, huh? Interesting. Penelope Ford used an arm drag on Kira Hogan. Ford missed a boot to Hogan in the corner. Penelope used a running bulldog on Kira into the turnbuckles. That had a freaking hurt. Kira propped up Penelope, though, on the top turnbuckle. Hogan then superplexed Penelope to the mat. Ford and Hogan began chopping one another with Hogan getting the upper hand. She pushed Penelope back with a shotgun drop kick and then a sliding drop kick for a near fall on Penelope. Ford used a cutter off the ropes onto Hogan and then Ford wrenched uh, back with a Muda lock and made Hogan tap out. Soho, though, ran uh, sprinted down to the ring with some retribution on Penelope Ford for last night. Ruby hurled Ford onto the ramp and the bunny came out to help Penelope off the ground. Ruby challenged both of them to get in the ring and, of course, nothing uh, didn't happen. It's what it is, man. Mm-hmm. Always some di- distractions, something crazy going on as usual. Yes, sir. All right, it is time for the main event. Are you ready? Let's get it, brother. On back-to-back nights, you now have the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Hi! Taking on the infamous Bobby Fish. Fish would begin an assault on Danielson with kicks and forearms. Muay Thai strikes. Danielson rallied back and stomped the back of Fish's legs. Fish got to his feet and used an educated feet on the American Dragon. Back in the ring, Fish worked over Danielson's leg and knee. Bobby Fish nearly dis, uh, decapitated Danielson with a sliding lariat. Fish locked in a half-crab submission. Danielson, though, would counter with a great ankle lock and then a released German suplex. 
Danielson wrenched Fish's leg with a uh, with two dragon screws. Fish though captured a kick from Danielson and transitioned with a back uh, with a back driver. Uh, let's see here. Fish hoisted Danielson to the top turnbuckle. Fish would nail Danielson with an avalanche falcon arrow and then transitioned into a knee bar. Danielson grabbed a knee bar of his own though and began to hammer down on the face of Fish with his heel. Danielson locked in a heel hook and Fish would tap out. Danielson then hit back. Uh, hit back with a tope, uh, tope of suicide on Fish. Danielson tried to bring Fish back into the ring, but Fish went, well, used a downward strike on Danielson. The American Dragon was taken off his feet the hard way as Fish swept Danielson's left leg off the ring apron. So they weren't even done with each other. Nope. Sounds like they were very angry <clears throat> at each other. and Sounds like it was a good match. Mm-hmm. And what a way to end it, right? I mean, two, two ex-WWE superstars. Yeah. In your main event, that's how it needs to be. Yeah, and surprisingly not ending on a tag match. Right? <laughs> it's a good match, dude, and uh, I love this. I, I love it. It's amazing to have wrestling back. And, mm-hmm. and they actually call it pro wrestling. Professional wrestling. Not just, um, you know, entertainment. Welcome to sports entertainment. No, this is professional wrestling. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, sir. So, we got an exciting week of wrestling still to come, as, of course, we will have Dynamite this week. Hopefully, they'll have it this week. Yeah. <laughs> and properly yeah, we, set up. We've just had so many things going on. It's just, uh, and, and I think that the, the way the schedule with AEW was, it really screwed us up. We're like, what do we do? Right. And then, of course, we have the Crown Jewel this Thursday in the middle of the day <laughs> yeah. on Peacock. Which is going to be weird. So we'll try to get... rest. We might have to do a combination wrestling talk one more time until they all get their schedules settled properly. Yeah. Because until... Because now with hockey starting, I don't know what's really going on with Dynamite at the, for the meantime. Yeah, it's kind of iffy what's going on right now. <clears throat> it is. But it's getting exciting because, you know, it's that time of the year where everything starts up right now. So we got basketball kicking off on Tuesday. Hockey just started. Playoff baseball is going crazy. Can't wait to talk about that because we got a lot to talk about there. Oh, yeah. Um, then, of course, football is starting to get into the good months of the chunk of the season. College football. We're almost halfway done with it for the regular season. Yeah. And um, the NFL's kind of interesting today as uh, they had a lot of uh, one-sided games. Yeah, man, and some surprises, too. Yeah, to say the least. But that will do it for us here today. Be sure to tune in as we talk baseball, basketball talk, and NASCAR football talk because we got a lot to cover. And so that will do it for us here today. And as always, keep on talking sports. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at... 
Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.